Welcome to episode 34 of the RISE Fitness and Nutrition Podcast. I am your host, Carlo. Today we are talking about some special foods that can trigger some nasty responses in your body. You might not be aware of them, but maybe you might be affected by them as I am. Let me know what you think about it. Happy listening! There are certain foods that can create a response in your body and they're called trigger foods, but the response they can create can be a mental response in case you're binging or other type of, say, eating disorders, or it can be a physical response. But sometimes we are aware that if we eat something we'll feel sick, say for example if you are lactose intolerant or celiac, but some other times we eat normally and we don't know why we feel sick. Some foods seem to be okay one day, and then all of a sudden we start feeling sick while having the same exact type of diet. And that might leave you wondering what happened, what did change, what is the trigger that created this issue in your digestion. Well, what happens inside of your digestive tract or your intestine, it's interesting. You have bacterias there. You had the good bacterias and you had the bad bacterias. And according to your diet, one or the other will grow more intensively. But there's also one thing, the composition of your gut bacteria will change over time due to a million reasons. For example, age, hormones, stress, your diet, the environment you're living in, the heat, the cold. There's a super long list of reasons why your gut bacteria, your microbiome, keeps on changing and evolving over time. So something that might have been perfect for you one month ago, one week ago, two days ago, might not be necessarily okay again. But it doesn't mean that this is a permanent change. In some cases, it might go back to be okay again, but this is something that you cannot necessarily control or foresee. And if you are wondering, like, what are you talking about? I don't know anything about this. Think about one thing that happens very commonly. When you're a kid, you drink milk and you're fine. Until one day, something snaps somewhere and you drink the usual glass of milk, and that's when the tragedy happens. If you're not in the proximity of a toilet, good luck with that. And that happens super often and more commonly than you can imagine. The thing is that some of us become lactose intolerant very aggressively or mildly, but some others, after going through such a phase, they go back to be okay eating dairy. It happened to me when I was a kid. All of a sudden, I could not drink milk at all and then something changed again and I was fine with it I can still drink milk without any kind of repercussions or issues some of those changes are written in your DNA chances are if you have somebody in the family that has particular issues with some categories of food it might happen to you sometimes during your life as well but some other changes are due because you move somewhere you switch completely your diet and then when you go back home to your old diet your body might not be used to it anymore. And these are things that can happen to everybody. Or imagine you're going on a travel somewhere exotic and you eat different food and your stomach does not want to cooperate at all and you feel sick all the way through your travel. So this is unfortunately common. But that's because our body adapts to the diet in the area you live in. And your gut bacteria does the same. So the composition of the good microbes and the bad microbes adapts to the area you live in. So if you go somewhere else and you introduce something that your 
bacteria don't know exactly how to deal with, that's when issues happens. But, and there's a but here, there's a particular category of food that can create issues to a large number of people without any specific reason and without these people being aware that there's a common trigger in a lot of different types of foods. And I am one of those. I have some specific foods that trigger terrible reaction in my stomach, aka I feel really sick. And this thing has been going on since I was a child and I was not aware what could be the issue until I stumbled on an article on a health website that was talking about FODMAP foods. Maybe you have heard about FODMAPs before or maybe not. Maybe you have some foods that you don't know why they hurt when you eat them. So if you are one of these people, let me shed some light on this potential issue that you might have without being aware of. First of all, what the hell is a FODMAP? It's a very long acronym. So FODMAP stands for fermentable oligo-D-monosaccharides and polyols. And these are basically short-chain carbohydrates that are resistant to digestion. So instead of being absorbed into your bloodstream, they reach the far end of your intestine where the most of your gut bacteria reside. And uh, think about this. Your gut bacteria uses carbs for fuel, producing hydrogen gas and causing digestive symptoms in people that are sensitive to these types of foods, the FODMAPs. Also, another nasty thing they can do, they draw liquid into your intestine. And this, first of all, makes you feel bloated, but also can cause, in very sensitive people, diarrhea. So, yup, not funny. But the point is that not everybody is so sensitive to FODMAPs that they have diarrhea semi on the spot. There are degrees of sensitivity as well as there are so many types of FODMAPs that can cause major, minor or some issues to a large variety of people. So common FODMAPs include a few categories of foods, for example fructose, lactose, fructans, galactans and polyols. Now you might have never heard of any of those, but these carbohydrates are more than often mixed in really a huge amount of foods. Now you might not be sensitive to all of them, you might be sensitive to one or two or a few of them or maybe just simply randomly, but the point is that there can be a lot of foods that you are unaware of but that can actually give you discomfort. And you might not be aware of this because it happens randomly. It happens if you have some, if you have a lot, and it might not necessarily happen every time, according to the level of sensitivity you might have, if you have any. And while the majority of us can eat all of those and feel zero or have no issues at all, there are some people, for whatever the reason, that have sensitivity to those. And what happens is that in the extreme cases, you might also have digestive issues like the irritable bowel syndrome. That is, again, unfortunately, a very unpleasant issue with your digestion. What happens when you eat FODMAPs? They go through your digestive tract and they reach your colon, the end of your digestive tract, where they get fermented and use it as fuel by your gut bacteria. The same happens when dietary fiber feeds your friendly gut bacteria that leads to various positive health benefits. However, if you're an unlucky person, 
your gut bacteria feeding on FODMAP will produce hydrogen. It's a different type of gas that you don't necessarily need that will lead to feeling gassy, to feel bloated, to have stomach cramps, pain, constipation, or worse. And uh, these symptoms are caused by distension of the gut that will make your stomach look bigger and also will make you feel bad because it does hurt. So FODMAPs, as I said before, are also osmotically active, which means that they can draw water into your intestine. So while on one side you can be bloated because of gas, on the other you can also feel worse because there's a lot of water going to your intestine. So not only there's gas there, there's also water. It's a party. And then in some unlucky cases, the fact that they draw water can also lead to diarrhea. So really a fun party for everybody. Now, chances are you might have several levels of issues, something that might cause nothing to you, might cause great pain to someone else, and vice versa. Or you might be in the gray area, something sometimes causes you a little bit of issues, but you don't exactly know why, and you just label it as just whatever, I had something weird. Now, how do you realize if you have any kind of FODMAP sensitivity? This is a tricky question. Because how, how can you figure out something that you don't know? Well, first of all, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you might remember some episodes where you felt particularly sick eating something. Now, if this keeps on happening to you, chances are you might have some sort of FODMAP intolerance. Now, how to figure that out? Unfortunately, there's no better way than write things down. So if you go out for dinner and then you felt sick, write it down. I had this type of food and I felt sick. And then try it again. If you go and have the same type of food and you feel sick, okay, what's inside that type of food? And go figure out the ingredients and using good old Google, find a list of the FODMAP foods and then counter check them. If the food that made you sick is also inside the list of negative FODMAP foods, chances are you might be having some issues because of that specifically. Now, if it's difficult to go out for dinner or lunch or whatsoever and have one single specific ingredient, because most of the time when you eat something that has been cooked in a restaurant, there are multitude of ingredients, sauces, spices, what's not. So one other thing that you can do is to try cooking those things by yourself, keeping the ingredient list to a minimum amount so that you can figure out if something hurts or not. And then you keep on crossing things that don't do any effect and you write down the things that do create any effect. So that in a way, you have a list of potential trigger foods. And then what you do with those, you try to avoid them as much as possible because it does feel like shit. Let me tell you something about me. Since I'm talking about this, I do have a story behind. Now, I'm from Italy. Surprise, surprise, you might have guessed from my accent. And everybody knows that, oh, it's a very good and Italian food, everybody puts the garlic and the onion. Well, guess what? First of all, it's not necessarily the case. But anyway. Secondly, for me, garlic and onions are the worst foods I can ever eat. Seriously. And these garlic and onions are among the highest FODMAP foods in the list. Now, what happens when you eat a FODMAP food? You feel sick. And what happened to me when I was eating anything that contained traces of garlic and onion, I felt sick. Several levels of sickness according to the quantity of the, those ingredients. And I thought I was being choosy. I thought I was being picky. Oh, I don't like it. Thing is, first of all, I don't like their flavor and the smell in the first place. Secondly, 
even if I cannot necessarily taste them or smell them and they are hidden in a sauce, in a food, in whatever, I might not taste them again, but my stomach, my intestine will find them out and I will feel ridiculously sick to the point that I am super bloated and I want to throw up. And uh, again, I thought I was being choosy. So some time ago, I tried to eat a slice of bread that had some garlic olive oil. Oh, for the love of God, a couple of hours after having dinner, I started to feel it. And I had cold sweat, I felt bloated, my stomach was in super pain, I couldn't like stand up straight, I had to bend, and I had vertigo, I had everything, I had motion sickness, all of it in one shot. And that's because it was a super concentrated garlic oil. Now, how did I find out that specifically garlic and onions are the worst foods for me ever? Because I was feeling consistently sick every single time I, I had food that I didn't cook myself. Cooked by someone else, eaten in a restaurant, on the streets, wherever. And then I found out the existence of FODMAP foods. I searched online a list of foods and I started reviewing them. There, there are many, but none of the others caused me issues. For instance, watermelon apparently is one of those and I eat a lot of watermelon and I don't feel sick. But then I found out that number one and number two are garlic and onions. And uh, the most common thing or the common trait in food all over the world is using garlic and onions. And uh, that's it. That's when I found out that those two were the source of all the issues. Because when I cook for myself, I don't use any of the two and I never have issues. In my family, nobody uses garlic and onions and I never had issues while eating with my family. I always had issues while eating out. Surprise, surprise. What do I do now? I try to avoid them as much as I can because they make me feel miserable and there's no way around it. And people might say, oh, but if you avoid something, then you just feel more and more sensitive. Yeah, but I'd rather feel more and more sensitive than constantly feel like crap. How about that? So hopefully you don't have any of those issues. But if you do feel that you have some sort of food that triggers you, you might want to have a look at the FODMAP list and clear your mind. Because seriously, if you can avoid those, it's much, much, much better. And that was it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. I hope you are not affected by any of those, but if you are, well, I'm on your side. I know how you feel. I'm sorry about that. If you like this episode, please share it on your Instagram channel and you can tag me at thecarl.fit. If you enjoyed the show anyway, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts would be super appreciated. Have a happy rest of the week.